What's up, Los Angeles? It's me, your host, Casey Diaz of the Shot Caller Podcast. Hey, we're gonna we're just gonna get started on this one on the uh, up and up because um, well, you just gotta know what's happening out there. Let's kick it off this way. No sabes dónde están. ¿Te dejaron solo? Pues claro, me dejaron botado. ¿Te dejaron solo botado? No, ¿No vienes con mami o con papi o con nadie? ¿Ah? ¿Vienes con tu mamá o tu papá? Nadie. Yo venía en un grupo que venía de entrega con usted y me al final me dejaron botado y venía aquí a pedir auxilio. ¿Te dejaron botado y te dijeron que vinieras a pedir auxilio? No, yo vengo porque si no, ¿por dónde me voy a ir? Allí voy a dejar y tal vez me pueden robar, oh. secuestrar o algo. ¿Te pueden robar? ¿Tienes miedo? Okay. Ahorita, ahorita, ahorita hablamos, ¿ok? So, if you've been watching the news, this is a little boy that was abandoned at the border by the smugglers. And I don't know who has absolutely no heart. What adult. What darkness. What what evil. Because this is a different type of evil. That leaves a little young boy. He's probably, I don't know, it's got to be about maybe seven years old, eight years old, maybe. And um, he's being smuggled into the United States. And he wakes up, and I'll translate what he said here in a minute here. But he wakes up, and the smugglers are gone. And all the group that he was part of, they're gone. And they, li- they leave this kid by himself, in the middle of a desert. Tell me what spineless, tell me what cowards were these these people, heartless, that leave, abandon a kid in the middle of a desert. And this off-duty Border Patrol agent is the one that finds him on this road. And he sees him weeping. He gets out out of his uh, service vehicle, or his vehicle, rather, and approaches this boy. And the boy says, please help, please help. And this off-duty Border Patrol agent says, what's what's going on? What's, What's happening? And the little boy says, they left me. The group that I was with, they left me. Then the, the, the off-duty patrol officer says, where's your parents? Where's your mom? Where's your, where's your dad? The little boy doesn't answer that. 
but goes right into saying that they left me. They all left. And uh, uh, please help me. And you can hear the desperation. I, I don't even know if you need to even understand the Spanish language to see, to hear the desperation of a little boy who has just been left, abandoned, in the middle of a desert. There's no water in his hands. There's no little lunch box or nothing. He's wearing a little black jacket with with yellow stripes. Clearly, you could, uh, if, if you're from Central America, uh, like I am, you could clearly hear the accent. So you know that he's from, from somewhere out there. I just found out that he was from Nicaragua. And this is... This is and here's the here's the the, the the crazy part that the that Democrats are out, uh, around the board lefties where are they at where are they throughout throughout all this because just last week two little girls were dropped from a 14 foot wall at the border you remember that that was just last week and this week we have this little boy who's abandoned. And the Biden administration and everyone that supports this party, I don't hear any outcry. Listen, if this would have happened during the Trump administration, you darn skippy, you would have seen crowds all over the place demanding justice. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace, right? They, they would have been demanding all, all, all of that. They would have been crying in the middle of the streets, signs all over the place. They never seem to clean up their signs, by the way. Every time they, you see a, 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 one of their protests, something's burning. And if something's not burning, there's trash all over the place. That's how much they love America. But where are they? Where'd they go? They, did they, did, was there another type of rapture that we didn't, that I wasn't aware of? What happened? Where's the outcry? Where is the outcry? Where are you at? Oh, it, oh, got it. It doesn't, it doesn't fit your narrative. It doesn't fit what you're trying to push out there. So this little kid and those two little sisters that were dropped off of a 14-foot wall, well, they don't matter, right? They don't matter because clearly it never mattered to you. It never mattered to you. What mattered is getting this guy that can't complete a sentence into office. That's what mattered. To you, that's what mattered. You know what gets me really upset? How they how they just just how they lie. How they lie to your face and how a lot of Americans on the left don't say nothing. It's like they love being lied to. Listen to this. Watch this. We can play another uh, another clip. Turning themselves in. Facing intensifying pressure, the Biden administration is sending a disaster response team to El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. The By the way, let me stop that real quick. They're sending U.S. aid or a disaster response team. This is NBC, by the way. <laughs> Fake news all the time. Remember that song, Party All the Time, Party All the Time? These guys are fake news all the time. Fake news all the time. 
The Biden administration, let me get this straight, is sending a disaster response team to Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Let me pump the brakes for a minute. The amount of, of Salvadorans that are escaping El Salvador right now are at an all-time low. El Salvador shouldn't have been even mentioned on this roll call. And I'll tell you why. All you have to do is listen to the other, uh, the other episode of El Salvador's president, president here on this podcast, and you'll know that there are no Salvadoran caravans. There, the majority of Salvadorans right now under the current administration over there, they're happy. Economy is booming. People are working. People are healthy. Crime is at an all-time low. Corruption at an all-time low. People in El Salvador are happy. There are, if anybody is leaving El Salvador, it's out of a choice. Because, I don't know why, but, I mean, look at current footage of El Salvador in the last past 19 months. And you're going to see very happy Salvadorans. In fact, they have a high, a high rate of tourism right now because the beaches are clean. Businesses are staying open really late at night now because this, the, the president of El Salvador has cleaned the streets, gotten rid of all, those, all the crooks. And the, and the Salvadoran people, for the most part, are very happy. But this is how they're going to lie to you. Oh, the Biden administration is sending disaster response teams to Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Let me continue this, this post because here comes Kamala, laughing hyena Kamala, and, and watch what she says. Because it's like they lie to you, and they're happy lying to you. Watch this. Countries of many of the migrants. Vice President Harris with our Chicago station saying those countries badly need our help. So you're talking about violence, you're talking about incredible economic disparity. Um, we're looking at also in recent you know, history, cli extreme climate conditions, hurricanes, and then corruption. While and she goes, and then corruption. That kind of like just brushes it off like it's a, you know, so it's a small deal. Oh yeah, and corruption. No. Corruption is a problem in Guatemala, in Honduras, Nic Nicaragua. Yeah, they'll tell you. In fact, if you research it just a little bit and you go on YouTube and you look at some, some, vid some video footage, people from Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Belize, all these Central, Amer all these Central American uh, uh, countries are wishing they had a president that was of the likes of Nayib Bukele, the president of El Salvador. They, um, my barber is from Honduras. He tells me, man, I wish we had a, a Salvadoran president like El Salvador has right now. I wish, man, the whole, everybody wishes they, they had a, a president like, like El Salvador. But here's Kamala Harris, you know, Oh, yeah, and, and corruption. It just, you know, kind of pass by it. Oh, yeah, corruption. That, that's also a thing. 
What a bunch of liars, man. How do people fall for that and not say nothing? But if you don't know, if you don't inform yourself, if you don't get informed, if you don't really go out there and look for answers, well, then you're going to believe every lie. Let's see what else she says. Republicans say the administration's policies are still encouraging families to send their children alone. And in their. <laughs> yeah. And you know why? Because this administration, this Biden administration, what they did is they they made it they, they made it look so so good to these countries that, that are impoverished, that, that where there is violence. And he sold them a false hope, a false dream, and a false narrative. So, of course, people are going to flock in droves. And now, they have 100 children per day, people. This is Texas, by the way. This is just in Texas. They have about 100 kids every single day. That's what the Border Patrol just announced. About 100 kids per day. Abandoned kids that are left, and now it's the Border Patrol's problem. It's America's problem now. And here's where it gets all funky. Just here in Long Beach, at the Long Beach Convention Center, this is where they do, I've been there, they do trade shows, they do, you know, a bunch of other stuff, right? Well, guess what they're going to use that for? They're going to use that to house all these kids and everybody that's illegal. They're just going to put them up in, at the Long Beach Convention Center. Meanwhile, people that have risked their life to serve this country, vets that are in tents in front of the VA hospital here down the street in Santa Monica and along the, the cemetery there, big rows, large rows of tents all with American flags. You'll see military flags on the tents. Some have missing limbs. Some are burned. And these vets that served this country risked their lives, literally lost limbs. They're still out on a street, on a sidewalk, Intense. Tell me how backwards this is. Tell me how this makes sense. Because it doesn't to me. And it's really quite upsetting because I learned this a long time ago. Anything that you that you don't earn, you're gonna waste. Anything that you don't earn, that you didn't put your sweat to, anything that you didn't put your 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 Guts, you didn't there was no risk involved on your end. Anything that that that's gained just you know free, you don't respect. And so all these officials that are opening up um checkbooks and writing out checks, you know why it's easy for them to just sign the check? They didn't earn it. That's why. They didn't earn it. 
And when you don't earn something, you don't respect that thing. It doesn't matter to you. Kind of mimics some um, people winning the lotto, right? And then they go broke very quick, almost as quick as as uh, they won. Because it was never earned. So then they go buying and spending and all. Well, that's a whole different subject. And then here in the beautiful city of Burbank, there's another problem. Some of you are hip to Tinhorn Flats. It's a restaurant here in Burbank. It's been there for a long time. It's been a, you know, an icon of uh, the city of Burbank. And um, the co-owner was just rearrested yesterday morning. And I went out there to support. Went out there and stood with people. There was American flags. There was diversity. That's another thing, right? They don't they don't show the diversity in 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 the Republican Party and the conservative parties. They don't show the they don't want you to see diversity there, but it exists. In fact, it exists more than you would know. But there was diversity. And they rearrest the co-owner of Tinhorn Flats here in Burbank. Yesterday was supposed to be the opening day where restaurants were going to be opened in Los Angeles County at 50%, which they should be open 100%. But, you know, again... We're in California. But it was supposed to be a happy day for Tinhorn Flats. And it has nothing to do with safety or health or sanitation. It has nothing to do with that. Them shutting down Tinhorn Flats has nothing to do with that. You know what it has everything to do with? Power. It's a power move. They want to punish this small business owner, simply because he refuses to comply to their nonsense. And here's where, where, where you know, I, I was interviewed uh, by uh, this lady there uh, that was rallying as well for Tinhorn Flats. And uh, I had some words to say. Listen, if you surrender your freedom, if you just bend the knee and you do nothing to defend your freedom, once you lose your freedom, that's it. And if we don't come together for places, small businesses in America, across the, across the nation, if they could do this to turn to Tinhorn Flats, guess who's next? The next small business, and then, then the next small business after that, and they're going to work themselves all the way down the block. Because if they can make one small business owner and they can shut them down, both the front doors, how come they didn't do that to Home Depot? How come these big corporations were still open? How come Costco, how come they didn't go lock the doors of Costco in Burbank? How come they didn't lock the doors of Ralph's in Burbank? Why didn't they, what's, I mean, they're serving food there. What's the matter? How come they didn't do that to those big corporations? 
You know why? Because those big corporations are writing big checks to the left, to these Democrats. That's why. It's a play to play. That's what it's all about. You pay me, and then you can play. If you don't pay me, if you don't do what I say, then you don't get to go outside and play. And you got to be in the, in, inside the house, and we're going to lock the doors, and you can't, you can't do nothing. They turned off his power, his gas. I mean, they, it, they put sandbags out in the, uh, on both entrances. This is government tyranny at its finest. And if we don't say nothing, if we don't respond, if we don't react, if we don't stick together, and listen, this is for all sides, by the way. Freedom is for all sides. And this is going to bite the back of everyone that doesn't stand up for freedom. Because again, it's not about safety. It's not about sanitation. It's not about health. Because if it was about health, and if it was about safety, then health inspectors would be out there on corners, on street sidewalks, and punishing every illegal food cart that's out there. And if you don't think they exist, they're all over the place. But they exist, and they get away with it. Because if they approach that, then, well, they're, they're bad guys, right? Meanwhile, a restaurant that's paying taxes and complying with all the city ordinances, like Tinhorn Flats, right? Well, they get punished. Why? Because they're not doing what we tell them to do. Well, how about the, the person that's illegally, without, without a seller's permit, without anything, how come they, they get away with it? What's up with that? But they don't. You know why? Because, well, they're going to look like bad guys at that point. But they'll go after this small business owner and try to rob him blind. I mean, she should have seen this thing, man. It's the second time he gets arrested for trying to open his own establishment. This has nothing to do with safety, health, or sanitation. Them trying to lock this, this Tin Horn Flats restaurant has everything to do with power. Everything to do with power. It's like this, it's like the, the kid that throws himself in the, the middle of the aisle because he didn't get cake. And so he throws himself in the middle of the aisle and starts you know, screaming and throwing a tantrum. Except they're running cities now. That same little kid is now running cities. And if he doesn't get what he wants, well, then you're punished. It's about power. And it's happening here in America. <laughs> Let's go to Canada for a second. How about that church where they started to put fencing around the church because the pastor refuses to, to stop doing services. So the, so, so the government there, the city officials there, along with law enforcement, they, they, they put, and a construction crew, of course, 
have fenced off the church while people are in there. I'm telling you, we are seeing an upside-down world. And if the righteous, if the Christian, if, if, if the church doesn't stand up to this tyranny, we will lose this country, this nation. And I said this before and I'll say it again. It's not going to take weeks or months or years to make this place very communist. It's going to take days for them to transform this incredible nation. And the next thing you know, we are going to look very, very bad and we'll be in, a, in bad shape. But what are you going to do? You know what disappointed me? I, I would have thought that this, this, there should have been thousands of Burbank residents that are conservative. There should have been thousands of us out there supporting this movement and making sure that we send a straightforward message to the city officials here in Los Angeles, here in Burbank, that we're not going to stand for this. Everyone that is conservative, everyone that's a Republican, even Democrats that are, you know, moderate, everyone in this city should be outraged and there should be thousands of people in front of Tinhorn Flats supporting Tinhorn Flats. And it was heartbreaking to see only about 50. At least while I was there, it was only about 50. But this is how they start to take full control and possession of your freedom. And the next thing you know, it's game over. If you're not a Christian... <laughs> If you're not a Christian, you should be. You should be afraid. I, I yes. I, I. 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 If you're not a Christian right now, if you're a non-believer, um, you you you're darn skippy. You you should be afraid. You should be deathly ill and afraid. Absolutely. Because I don't know how you draw peace from from nothing. And I, I thank God every day, man that I'm a believer, that, that God put his spirit, his son in my heart, not to fear. Because when you start living in fear, that's a sin, my friend. Look it up, study your Bible. When you're living and you're calling yourself a Christian and you're living in fear, that is a sin. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. It's in there. So if you're living in fear, you need to go back to that Bible. If you're a believer, if you're a professing Christian, you need to go study that Bible. Because you shouldn't be afraid. I'm listen, if 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 Christ comes Today, tomorrow, next week. Let's roll. Let's roll. And you could keep all this. You could keep all this. 
and some people, some preachers even out there, right? They say, well, you know, Casey, you, you, you're talking too much about the world. Yeah, because I live in it. Until I'm in heaven, I still got to deal with the issues of earth. So I need to be a partaker of what's going on in here. Right? We're not of this world, but we still live in this world. For now, we still live there, and we, need, we have to be good stewards of what's happening in our community. Until you get to heaven, <laughs> you're still down here. Hello, somebody. Knock, knock. Anybody home? <laughs> so, yeah, this matters. Here, it matters right now. And we're to bring the kingdom of God here. The gospel is with power. The gospel is with strength. The gospel is unstoppable in crisis. In fact, it shines even brighter in crisis. If you're a student of the word of God, there should be absolutely no fear. None. And you shouldn't preach that fear. And you shouldn't push that fear. And you shouldn't tell people to to be timid and scared because it's scary times. Yeah, we're upside down, absolutely. But this is why I thank God every day, every morning. God, thank you for your son dying on my stead, on that cross. Thank you, Lord, that if my life ends today, to live is Christ. But to die, my friend, it's it's gain. It's gain. It really is gain. I'm going to end it there. But if you're not a Christian, today would be a good day, I would say, for you. To repent, which means to be sorrowful over your sin and ask Christ to be Lord and Savior of your life. That's all you got to do. It's that simple. Repent, turn away from your sin, and ask God to help you. Thank you so much for all of those of you that support this podcast. And if you haven't done so yet, it's very easy. Go to kcds.net and... Press on the podcast button, which will lead you to the support button. Click the support button. It gives you three different ways to become a supporter, a monthly supporter of this program. Love for you to get on board and help us out. You know, uh, I'm doing this on my own. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to keep them, keep people informed. And uh, if you haven't bought the book, The Shot Collar, go out there and get it. You can get it on Amazon. You can order it from me. And... Man, I wanted to read this letter from from an inmate. I'll do it on the next episode, but it's a four-page letter that melted my heart. And here's a, a, a young man that's looking at 10 or 15 years in lockup and uh, wants to turn his life over to Christ. And, uh, well, I have to do my my letter writing to him and it's snail mail, but God is in control. Amen. And so I'll read it uh, on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, you want to support a little bit faster, 
go to PayPal, go to Venmo, and type in on your keyword, uh, kcdia72 at gmail.com, kcdia72 at gmail.com, and you can go ahead and drop your offering there uh, of whatever amount. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Until the next time. Keep Jesus first.